When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. John! What? Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Hot route! I don't. W- what is hot route? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Down! Come on! Ready! Down! Set! Hut! 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 Hit me! Booyah! That's what we call a sack lunch! Nom, 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 nom! <laughs> It's time for the Soonerscoop.com postgame show presented by Eskridge Lexus in Oklahoma City. Eskridge Lexus is the official travel partner of Soonerscoop.com podcasts. Now, here's your road crew, Jerry, Eddie, and Bob, wrapping up all the action and reaction from this week's game. Welcome in. It is time for yet another and the final home game edition of the Eskridge Lexus podcast where I'm joined by the entire crew, including a man who said he wasn't going to do the podcast this week. But because of the outcome of the game, uh, he has decided that he must be a part of the podcast, which probably means I don't have to do a whole lot tonight because... It seems like I have a lot of angry people in the studio with me tonight. Eddie Radosevich is here. Eddie R. Dosevich. Edward R. Dosevich. Uh, Bob Prisbillo is here as well. He's very tired. Eddie's got his five-hour energy. Uh, we've got uh, a taste test coming, uh, a live taste test of uh, Coop's new uh, Grand Sport Porter uh, that just came out. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Eddie is uh, at home with his F5 IPA, and uh, it is time for the Eskridge Lexus postgame podcast. Sooners win it. Uh, this is one of those scores that you want to forget. So I have to look to make sure I'm reading right. 55 to 40 was the final. That's not bad. I mean, they played really good offense tonight. Texas Tech. It was. It wasn't too bad. No, they played Kansas. Oh. F- <laughs> <laughs> no, Kansas scored 40 points against them tonight. God. The Kansas Jayhawks with Puka Williams. Most points Kansas has scored against Oklahoma since 1996. Hmm. That was a John Blake team. It was yep. a John Blake team. His very first year. 23 points in the fourth quarter. Was, Not, that, was that in Norman? In 96? Oh, in 96. I think I, that oh, was, yeah, I think that in, was in Lawrence. They just put it in the game notes. I I mean, I, where do we where do we even begin? I I think that was uh, sorry, I'm going to go off the random Kansas game reference. I think that was the year like Eric Van had like a 99-yard touchdown run or something against That would have been at Kansas, I think. I'm, I'm pretty sure. That that seems right, but I, I could be off by a year or so there, but it, it was something right like just like that. Uh, but anyway, uh, Sooners give up a lot of yardage to Kansas State, and the embarrassing part was on the ground. 348 yards rushing uh, that they gave up to the Jayhawks, just 176 in the air. Uh, but guys, it looks like this defense is going backwards. They're not they, looking like it. They it got is. they got worse. <laughs> like I, I keep telling people that. Like I, I don't understand how. I thought they bottomed out at Texas. I came on here. I said that you know the 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 slate had almost been cleaned. 
they got rid of Mike. Uh, you know, they were talking the big game. They played well against TCU and Kansas State, who are JV offenses. We've gone over all that. In three consecutive weeks, they've continually put off, put out worse performances. And tonight was the worst. Like, I thought that they hit rock bottom against Tech. I thought they hit rock bottom against Oklahoma State. Yeah. And tonight was worse than both of those yeah. games. What's so embarrassing in my in my mind, they fought so hard to make OSU one-dimensional. And then Taylor Cornelius goes Which goes I never off. bought that whole thing. I mean, that, that post-game press conference was a disaster. Okay, but he goes off for 500 yards. So they focus on stopping the pass, and then they can't stop the run. It's like, are they not smart enough to be able to do both at No, the they're same not good time? enough. They're not good enough. That's the problem. But when you have Justin Broyles out there for extended periods of time trying to stop people's run games when they're not really throwing the ball, and you don't adjust to that, I find a, I find a big problem in that. Yeah, they were in the nickel base. Made no sense at all, because Kansas, I don't think, rarely ever went four wide. Okay, well then, even if they... Threw out the right defense. Even if they threw out the right concept or whatever yeah. you want to call it, they can't Dude. tackle anybody. It was terrible. I mean, I you guys would probably be able to tell me better than uh, being down on the field and, and watching the game, but from what I've heard, Kenneth Murray was awful tonight. And and I'm not that, sure if he, he was, wasn't awful. He was highlighted on a bad defensive night. Like That was just so embarrassing, to put it bluntly. That was an embarrassing embarrassing performance for the third time this year we're sitting here after a home game they basically lost it they basically lost the goddamn game look Kenneth Murray is not Rocky Kalmus he's not Teddy Lehman he's not Torrance Marshall he's not a guy whose sole uh, purpose on that field is to go into a, a hole meet you there and knock your block off that's just not that's not him and we, we've talked about this before OU is trying to get more physical on all three levels, defensive line, linebackers, and secondary. Well, they got worse on the defensive line because they didn't have Neville Gallimore tonight, and it was shocking how bad they were without him, which probably, we should probably just name him the Eskridge Lexus player of the game right now because they were dog shit without him run defense-wise. Uh, and Fa Matu really you know, didn't do anything. They There was a time when they put, like, I think it was right before like a 45-yard run by Puka Williams where they shuttled in like uh, Overton and somebody maybe it was Ronnie Perkins I can't remember but they they were they had him in third and long and they were having a hard time getting the so they changed defensive linemen and defensive ends and all of a sudden they just ran right down the field and it was just like what are you doing Josh Hello Hi I'm here <laughs> I mean just your quick thoughts on the shit show that was. Well, while you guys were talking, I, I wanted to start with, because the missed tackles, it, it's it's unbelievable. Like, it, the, these things... That's shit that happens at Putnam City Optimist on a Tuesday night when there's 10-year-olds playing. Uh, and guys, it was everybody. every Like, our boy Trey Brown, who we've loved on and talked about, I saw him more than once... You know, and the thing that I keep seeing, and I keep watching, and, I, and Joel Clatt actually talked about it, they keep having, they keep breaking down and waiting for guys to come run to them. And yep. then you get a guy like Puka Williams in space who's going to shake you and go run past you. 
There's never anybody that attacks at the point of the, uh, you know, when the tackle's going to happen, they're always flat-footed waiting for the, the ball carrier to get to them. And it just, time and time and time again, it just doesn't work. Uh, but I want to, <laughs> this number is going to, it's even worse than I thought it was. Uh, I looked BFF it up. BFF yeah. has their grades out. The, Eddie, here's what, the worst the worst thing is the person who's leading say, them in missed tackles. I should just say they all failed. They all failed. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anyone in the green? <laughs> they, they had two defenders. This is Carrie and I's day. Uh, they liked Amani and Parnell Motley. And I thought Amani Bledsoe really did have a pretty good day. He seemed uh, fired up to play, play Kansas. Mm-hmm. Caleb yeah, Kelly always it. grades out pretty well, too, which is strange. Um, 16 missed tackles. And guess who led them in missed tackles? Did you notice that, Josh? Well, I see a bunch of twos. I don't see... Oh, no, no, okay. I was looking at something else, yeah. I'm okay, in the missed I, tackles. I, was like, I, may, I thought I was missing somebody that had three or something. But even um, being tied with two, Curtis Bolton should not be have as many missed tackles as anybody else on that team. I mean, for Curtis Bolton should get a negative grade for allowing the eight-yard run that was snuffed out 10 yards behind the line, line of scrimmage. <laughs> That's becoming a move of his. I talked about it during the game. He might need to consider shot put after football's over. Like that spin and toss, it's really it's an impressive maneuver that he seems to be mastering. By the way, you know why Imani Bledsoe graded out so well? He batted down three passes tonight. Yeah. Yes, he did. Like, Which, he's the only person on that defensive line where you're like, okay, he did his job tonight. Yep. I just, I don't know. I mean, I, they are fundamentally, they can't do anything. By the way, Brennan Radley Hiles next to last mm. in defensive grades. He, 47. Another just awful night for him. I mean, it's almost getting comical. He's a, he's a, he's not a very good safety. No. No. He's never going to come downhill and tackle somebody. But he's, he's a safety carry. Yeah, he's obviously he's a, a safety. safety. He's just not any good at it. And it it's mm-hmm. it's caught co- it's gotten comical to be honest with you. Like you can get mad, you can get angry, you can watch it and hope that they just tackle somebody, but it's almost comical how bad they are. Like that they are they might be worse than Texas Tech's defense was 2 years ago that Baker shredded. Is this the worst defense OU has ever put on the field? Yes. In the I history feel of the confident program? in saying that. It is the worst defense OU has ever fielded. I mean, you have the, David Beatty over there who got fired two weeks ago. And they were in the his game. His players are playing harder for him than OUs are playing for Lincoln Riley. 100%. 100%. And, you know, I we can get into the players talking after the game or whatever, but I thought it was very interesting. I asked, uh, you know, Amani Bledsoe, Kenneth Mann, basically, who are your leaders on this team on defensively? They have nobody that holds anybody accountable. Exactly. Yeah. And they, I, I thought... I was talking to Shin after the game, John Shin, and I thought he put it perfectly. They're shameless. Like, they can't be shamed into feeling bad about their <laughs> performance. They are so bad that it's become normal to them. And it's like, oh, well, we'll do better next time. We got to get better. Instead of, instead of being angry about it, they're just like, oh, we'll, we'll watch the film, get back out on the practice field. Next week's the last regular season game. Like how do you, how can you continually say you're going to get better and they don't do anything? 
I will say that Lincoln Riley came off a lot better in this press no, conference I mean, than he, he did. did. Well, if, if, he, if he would have said anything else, I would be sitting here saying he should be fired. Here's uh, Lincoln Riley just talking about the defense in general after the game. Three games in the 40 points. Um, they average almost 10 yards in rush. You said earlier this week you think the defense is close. Do you still feel that way? I still feel like we can be what we need to be. Obviously, we didn't take a step this week that we expected to take. So, you know, I can't sit here and say that, you know, say something that's not true. We didn't take a step that that I felt like we would take. Um, we felt like we defended the run well all year. Uh, and we really put a lot of emphasis on our pass coverage, which, again, thought was better. And then we, we kind of sprung some new leaks, really. Um, but it, no matter if teams are throwing it, running it, it don't matter. you got to tackle. At the end of the day, you have to tackle. We have guys there. We have we have a lot of times calls that should be shutting things down. Where free guys are there to make plays that we get, we got to go make them. And uh, we're playing a little too hesitant, not playing as aggressive as we need to play uh, as far as triggering and making plays. And if you do that against really good athletes in space, you're gonna you're gonna pay. And we did the night, so I still feel like there's capability in that room to get it done. But obviously, we're going to have to we're going to play much better than we did. We're going to have to tackle much better than we did. See, and he's at least acknowledging what you guys were talking about, which is you just have players standing flat-footed, Josh, not meeting people at the point of attack, not not moving forward at the ball. You know, when the ball is snapped and running back gets a handoff. I mean, uh, that's what he's talking about right now, right there. At least he said it. Birds chirping. Josh, I thought his, no, no. I thought <laughs> his comments were much. I mean, and that's what we talked about in the midweek. It didn't have to be Ruffin McNeil's terrible, and this whole staff's got to be fired. I mean, like we know he's not going to say that, but at the same time, you can own that this is nowhere near acceptable. And he needed and, to say that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, they. It just it blows my mind to be honest that they have gotten worse. Like I'm glad, that, I feel, I'm, I'm glad Mike Stoops got out. Yeah, because it's, it's, this group of players is going to drive every. I'm surprised Mike Stoops got out of there without murdering someone. To be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, mentally he has to be in a very healthy place right now that he doesn't have to put up with the shit anymore. They, you know, the the Mike haters would never own it. But in their heart of hearts, they're like, I really wish we could have just kept him till the end of the season. Well, at least they're. At least, it would be better than that. I got a lot were, of that tonight. At least there were players that are scared of him. Yeah. I don't think that they. There is no accountability right. on the defensive Bingo. side of the football. Yeah. There is no accountability. Well, the problem with Mike was about, that, that they were scared of him and they would quit. Like, yep. you know, his attrition was a problem. Well, and that in the gets program. into the whole situation that, and I've been saying it for weeks, and I hate saying it about college kids. They're just a soft football team. You love saying it. They're a soft football team. But you you don't hate saying it about college kids. I mean, I, I do in the fact that they're student athletes or whatever. It, it's kind of shitty on my part, but I'm kind of a shitty human being. So <laughs> it it just like the, the whole thing right before halftime really kind of pissed me off. To yes. Be I mean, you just got oh, your yeah. ass yeah. run by Kansas in the first half. And then you're going to act like a bunch of tough guys and, and start a fight on their sideline. Like maybe maybe you should tackle somebody and then like and I saw I saw uh, Curtis Bolt or uh, Curtis Lofton said yeah. something about it on Twitter. Like how can these guys continually I mean you get ripped by Dusty Dvorak, Teddy Lehman, Curtis Lofton, some of the greatest names that have played on the defensive All side Americans. of the football. And this group is just like eh, we tried hard. We're this close. We're just we're, gonna. We're, just we're gonna, close. We're just gonna fight. Oh, 
Maybe instead oh, you, of forgetting it, you should remember what you've done. Tackle somebody. I just it 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 really pisses me off. Here is uh here's something I asked Lincoln Riley about uh, after it was over, which is um God, I thought it, I thought I titled this Reach Kids, which I did. I was trying to read. I thought I said Reach Girls. Uh, here's Lincoln Riley. Here's me asking him about just just getting through to these damn kids. Lincoln, you, eleven games in, it's been such a roller coaster defensively. How much of a, a challenge is it for you and for Ruffin just to kind of try and reach these kids here towards the end? I mean, you've probably tried every way, every which way to to get through to guys. It's a challenge, but I mean, coach, coaching's challenging. You know, that's that's our job. That's our job title. You know, is you try to get the absolute best out of each each and every kid, out of each and every unit. Uh, we hadn't played up to our capabilities here the last few weeks, but I don't I don't look at it discouraged because I still see a group that I know is capable of playing good football. I still see some really good individual players in there. Uh, I see a group that has the has the potential to play well enough for us to be the team we want to be, and so. So uh, this isn't this isn't the NFL, you know what I mean? We can't. We're not going to go sign some guys off waivers. We have our guys. I'm fine with the guys we have. We we got to coach them better, and they got to go play better and play up to their capabilities. And so, you know, these are these moments, especially this one we're getting ready to go into. You can either sit here and feel sorry about, sorry for yourself, or say, well, we had, you know, whatever. I can't even begin to tell you all the guys we had out today. I mean, it was. This was the most decimated team by injuries. This this game here today in any of my four years here at Oklahoma. Um, but who cares? This is the end of the season. This is part of it. If you're going to win championships like we expect to win around here, you got to find a way around it. And so we're going to have to do that as coaches and our players are as well. I can't believe you didn't say that in Cartman voice. How do I reach these kids? It's just... <laughs> I, you're the you're the goddamn coach. Figure it out. Well, that's their problem. They haven't figured it out. I just instead they got a bunch of guys running around with sledgehammers, starting fights. They can't tackle. Couldn't you bring... guys are gonna love this. So literally, as that was playing, I'm I'm watching the game again. I've got it going while we're while we're doing this. I'm putting. Was myself that a recruiting this. promise? By the way, like they told Buki if he came to OU that he could run out with a sledgehammer every game <laughs> that they'd never use nobody else runs out with it it's only Buki it's obviously his idea you guys aren't going to like this but it really doesn't bother me that much i don't care i mean it's just funny that they never get to use it yeah, just that, that is they just true. have it they just can't do anything i mean thinking it. that this defense can force any turnovers is a joke they can't even get it a tackle. Just shows for, you they how, can't even get a tackle for loss. It shows you that there is that they're in horrible position all the time. All the time, right? Yeah, I'm going to push through. Go because ahead. This has to be finished. Okay. So as that's all going on, right there at the end of the half, literally as that quote was playing, is when I hit that part in my recording, and you see it all getting broken up, and all of a sudden I see somebody, and he's doing. You know how you do with your hands, like when, so, especially the players, like when somebody's talking, they kind of do that mouth thing with their hands, uh-huh. you know, the thumb. And who else would be doing it but Brendan Radley Hiles? Mm-hmm. He's doing that to the Kansas sideline, like they're just talking. And I'm like, that that's amazing irony. Like that irony is apparently lost on the young freshman because that's really all we've seen him do this year. Well, just talk. It, it's yeah. it's very obvious that he's really immature. Uh, I mean, is immature the right word? I I because what he's done on the field has given me no 
Immature might be the nicest thing to call it. I should yeah. say I, I would say unaware of himself, like yeah. just just not no idea, not self aware yeah. to out to people around him. Um, because he's not immature. Like I've been, like I've talked to the kid. Like he's a sharp kid. He's a smart kid. Uh, pretty thoughtful. The times I had a chance to talk with him in San Antonio last year, I liked him. He came across well, but just. You know, knowing he he knew the expectations were there. He put a lot of them there on himself. Is he and like the new? Is he like the new age captain equipment? Like you know, Josh, when you probably played football, I played football. Like you would have guys on your team that had every little pad you could have. Yeah, uh, the hand pads and the special you know hip pads and stuff, and they looked like they looked like a bike catalog. Or a Nike catalog, or what they had. And I'm sure it's like the thigh pads, but like they were captain equipment. But they would, yeah. they sucked. They weren't any good. We still, oh, yeah. they, we still they see have, that like, every other finger yeah. tape, like above the knuckle, below the knuckle, like it would be perfect. Wasn't that kind of how? Uh, uh, what's his uh, um, Kentucky quarterback now? Terry Wilson. Oh, Terry, Terry Wilson. Wilson. He was very like, like I'm oh, going to yeah. be Robert Terry Griffin. Wilson always, he looked. Like Eddie was talking about with Kyler earlier this year, he was a guy like that dude looks good in the uniform. Like he just looked like he had it. You knew he looked in the mirror before he, he walked spends out extra field. time doing yeah. shifting his pads yeah. around and stuff. Yeah, but, but the, in, the in problem is Kyler football. can play better than yes. almost anybody. You can do that if you can play that, that, and that's more of what I'm talking about. Like if Brennan Radley Hiles was doing all this stuff on the field, cool man, you do what you want to do. You you look like a jerk when you do it and you're not producing anything. Yeah. But you can almost, I mean, uh, Trey Norwood was flexing at one point during the game. Yes. Right before, uh, I think, was it Kansas when they scored on the fourth down? Yes. He was flexing. It was, it was right before the uh, the running back pass. Right. When they went over Robert Barnes. That's exactly when it was. Yeah. Uh, and, like, he's coming out and he's, like, flexing. And I'm like, dude, no. Mm-mm. That, that's, you're the last dude on this roster that needs to be doing that sort of thing. Because while Buki hasn't been great, he hasn't been awful. He's just been a guy. Yeah. Uh, Norwood's been awful. And he was worse tonight than he was against Oklahoma State. And now, Jesus. That's saying something. Well, and, they're, they, and Kansas is running the same play that everybody else is running now, which is that little flare out to the outside where, where Norwood, they don't have, they don't have Norwood plays off the ball so far mm-hmm. that the, 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 they know that he's not going to defeat a block. He's not, and yeah, get he's to not the, strong enough yeah, to beat, get a, to the wide to beat the wide receiver. Yeah. I you just, know who would try and go do that? Parnell Ruby. Motley. Or Motley. You could take either one. I mean, the staff isn't changing shit in four days. They got four days to yeah. figure it out before they go to Morgantown. To me... And, and to me, uh, the Caleb Kelly stuff has added a lot of confusion to this defense. You think? Just I don't know, Josh. As, don't you think so? Yeah. <laughs> I had someone ask me tonight, like, what would you say is OU's base defense? And I'm like, I, I don't have a clue. Because mm-hmm. sometimes they're three, they, they've got a three down front that's a true three down. And the next time it's Ronnie Perkins is out playing a wide seven. So it's basically a four man front, but he's standing up. And then sometimes you got the over, like, it's it's so convoluted right they've now. They've got the and, like, dime. All we heard was it was they've got be the simplified. They got the but, dime where they've got all three of their corners in there. Yes. Yes. And the only defense I really haven't seen them run is the one that everybody else in the Big 12 is solely moving to with that three-safety look that, uh, that Iowa State has kind of mastered and made a really, a really useful grouping. You don't really see Oklahoma do that. 
partially because they don't have three safeties that are really safeties. They're just three, you know, corners. So it, it's, it's so, it's just bizarre what they're doing right now. And, you know, I was thinking about it about halftime. You know who OU needs, Kerry? They need to hire Phil Bennett for a week. You know what? We're yeah. just going to blitz the bejesus out of West Virginia. We're going to give up plays. That was going to happen anyways. We are just going to blitz and blitz and blitz and hope we create a couple turnovers. Well, and, and they have, like, Ruffin has the worst damn luck. Like, he had a play tonight where he brought Caleb Kelly around the left or the left edge, and then he brought Kenneth Murray around the left edge. Like, I don't know what they saw, but all they did was run the ball up the middle, and it went for, like, 25. Because they had no linebackers in the middle of the field anymore. I just think of how close Buki and Trey Norwood tried to be for some of those blitzes, and they just fell short time and time again. And then there was one where Buki got hit by an offensive tackle, so he drifted to the side and didn't even try to keep going with it. Uh, I'm, I'm mouthing something. We're watching TV. Laura Rutledge got killed she on the sideline today doing an SEC Network game. What about the – there was a camera girl in the OU game that got murdered. It was actually on that Robert Barnes play. Oh, was it? Uh, I didn't see that. Uh, on the, on the keep your head on a swivel throw, down there. Girl got taken out. It's not for the faint of heart down there. By the way, uh, <laughs> no, it's not. Eddie will tell you. He's got his head on a swivel. Uh, Lincoln Riley was asked, uh, I believe by Bob, after the game about injuries. Of course, Trey Sermon left, did not return, actually came out in a boot and street clothes for second half. TJ Pledger was basically a decoy, I think, uh, fully dressed out. What was weird is they let Alex Dalton play the last play of the game. I thought that was pretty cool. Senior day. <laughs> it was cool, but it's scary. There. I mean, the guy's got a you know ACL. Torn ACL, yeah. Put Brecken Hager out there, and he might go after it. Yeah, he probably would. <laughs> uh, but here's Lincoln Riley not telling you anything about injuries after it's over. Well, I mean, we have a number of long-term ones. I think you guys all know, you know who those guys are. Um, you know. Yeah, we. Yeah, you go on down the list. There's about ten of them we could name that you know, you know. We'll see. You know, we'll see how they go. I don't think any of those guys are extremely long term, uh, but you know, we'll just have to see going into short week here how we progress. See, I was so disappointed in you, Bob. You didn't accost to that press conference. You should have just started going down that list for yeah, him. Mark Jackson, Neville Gallimore, Jordan Parker. Like, where, <laughs> where the heck did these guys all of a sudden not suit up from? Don't you think that some of it is the, those guys were nicked up? They were playing Kansas and. They wanted to get by without him. Well, they should have learned by now they can't just do that. They need everyone. Well, maybe the coaches are to blame for that. Well, I mean, technically they did because, hey, we won. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they won by 15. Congrats. There were no other people would be glad to just win tonight's, which was good. No. It, it I just, think they knew how bad that came off. I mean, if you if you walk out of that game and you think that you, you're proud of what you just put out there, if you're part of the team you probably should either be fired or have your scholarship taken away. And I don't think it's out of the question that a new defense coordinator should come in and say, tell every player on the defensive side of the football. Their scholarship is their on the scholarship's line. scholarship's on the line, and you have to prove it this summer that you want to be around here. Yeah. Seriously. Like, it's so bad. I, I just, I keep saying that, but it's like offensively bad. Uh, I want to keep talking about the defense, but there are some things we have to do. It is the post-game podcast brought to you by Eskridge Lexus. 
Eskridge Lexus is all about embracing the best. That's why they are the official travel partner of the Soonerscoop.com podcasts. So it's time for us to recognize the Sooners best with our Eskridge Lexus player of the game. All right, uh, Eskridge Lexus, I I had a talk with Ed the other day, and he said, uh, you know what, uh, Sooners, make it to Arlington. We're going to hook you up again, send you down there. They are our official travel partner. Uh, They have been taking care of us all year long. They've even sent us up to Wichita uh, to go see Marcus Hicks. Who, by the way, his team actually has a worse defense than OU, I think. 84-67 last Holy week. Holy shit. 67-60 on Friday. Wow. Hey, yeah, those, but those folks, nice listen people. out there. Those He's going to the state big. championship game. A win, so win is a win. overcome. You know what? I was actually talking to Kelvin Hicks, his dad, at one of his games. We went up there. Uh, and it was when they were giving up a bunch of plays to the other defense. And he looked at me and goes, sometimes our defense kind of reminds me of OU's defense. <laughs> he didn't say it in a redneck voice, but... <laughs> I, I chuckled. Uh, but, yeah, their defense is very much like OU's defense. Anyway, uh, yeah, we had a brand-new 2019 Lexus ES. Uh, we took up there, super luxed out. It was awesome. Uh, we've taken the Lexus LS, the 2018s, which they still have plenty of those in stock. Uh, great deals on a car that's essentially just the same as one uh, that's coming out this year. And uh, the Lexus RX, we took that to Lubbock, uh, which is a great ride for an SUV. If you're looking for an SUV or your wife, uh, that is a great car to get. You put the seats down and go get your, go get your stuff at you know Home Depot or Office Max or wherever you need to go to pick up stuff. Uh, but give Ed Eskridge a call over at Lexus or check him out at EskridgeLexus.com. Uh, tell him that you listen to the Sooner Scoop podcast or you're a subscriber to SoonerScoop.com. He'll give you a sweet deal. So uh, if you're shopping, you want a good deal on a car, go find Ed. Uh, tell him that you want the Sooner Scoop deal and that you're a big fan of the podcast. So. Uh, the Eskridge Lexus Player of the Game nominations are open. Kennedy Brooks, the only Ooh. available running back. 25 carries, 171, and two touchdowns. I think you have to give him credit for not only his production, but just staying healthy. Because <laughs> that was part of his job tonight. Hey, what happened with the uh, the fumble on the first drive? Okay, so it looked to me... In, I was shocked that they I don't just, know. Yeah. I just kept expecting them to review it. Well, they went to a timeout, a very long timeout, so I have to assume that they looked at it. Right, because yeah, sure all, all turnovers are reviewed <laughs> yeah, or are but looked at. The, it like looked the, like the in-stadium angle looked like his knee was down. Yeah, it looked like his knee was down, and he hadn't fully stripped it out yet. Like he was so strange. He was yanking on it. I thought it was a fumble. I did. I thought it was coming loose. I mean, I'm fine. It's... I, it, it's if you thought it, you you saw it that way, I just didn't. I mean, the ball isn't completely out of his hand, but I thought it was in the process of definitely not being where it was stable. That's the thing. Like it, it to me, it was all about whatever was going to be called on the field because yeah. yep. Bob's yeah. exactly right. It's still in his hand. You can tell it is, but it's clearly moved off of his forearm. So, like, it's moving. But it hasn't been pried out by yeah, the time it, his well, knee I mean, that, hits the like ground. Like I said, and that's when you get into how do you see it personally. Like, I, I'm kind of with you, Kerry. I think he still had it. And I don't know the I, fine details. Yeah, I don't know the fine details of that rule. Yeah. Which, yeah. by the way, was the first lost fumble by an OU running back in the entire season. Well, we were watching ESPN earlier. I mean, ESPN's working hard to give Kyler some Heisman notoriety. 
Uh, he's always a candidate. Uh, you know, he did have another interception tonight, but um, we'll talk about him, I think, more in the play of the game. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, I can't give it. I can't give anybody a look on defense, really. I really can't. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I'd probably go with Kyler Murray. I, I, if he doesn't play in that game tonight, they don't win. They don't win. They don't. I, I don't they don't beat Kansas. How no, many games? Right. What would OU's record be if Kyler Murray wasn't on the on the team right now? Would they be seven and? They'd four? lose to OSU. They'd lose lose to at Tech. Tech. Army. They would have lost to Army. <laughs> so seven and four. Trying to think who else. Uh, they they lost to Texas. They would have lost tonight. You could make a case they'd lost to Baylor. Mm, not as much as you would that they'd lost to Iowa State. I'm not going to go that far. Is You're right. right. They're a You're rape right. institution. Iowa State's a better one, sure. Seven four best case scenario without I, Kyler. Yes. How is that not like the best argument that he should win the Heisman? Like I've, I've well, almost come around argue. to the idea that Kyler Murray should win the Heisman Trophy this year. I, I he's the I'm most there. he's the most important player on the field for Oklahoma. He's the most outstanding player in college football. Because you know I, what Alabama's record is without Tua? 12 and up. The exact same it is right now. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing changes. They're just absolutely. not as dominating. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't, uh, Tua is a completely worthy candidate. I get it. But I, it's, it's the novelty of it. Oh, crap, Alabama's really good on offense. Okay, cool. He's having to play halves of every game because everyone around him is going to the NFL. Like offense, defense, special teams, you know, half the coaching staff, whatever. No, uh, Alabama is just a monster, and for some reason, Murray, it, like nobody seems to look at it through the lens of holy crap, Murray's doing this with almost no help. Yeah, and like you said, he's got like you could count the number of key returners offensively on one hand that they had this year. Yeah, Trey Sermon was. I mean, Rodney Anderson, they haven't had him all year. That's I mean, that's one. I think we thought Grant Calcaterra would be more than he is, but then he's made Lee Morris into a super, you know, a, at least mm. for them, a star. Yeah. And then oh. I think CeeDee Lamb has had a little bit of a disappointing year up to this point. The last the last couple of weeks, for sure. have not been great. No. Uh, Marquise Brown's injury has kept him, I think, from being the guy that, that he would have been. And then Carson Myers, a first-round uh, first pick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say Carson, the Carson Myers had a, a really he's had I thought a great Marquise career. Kind of looked like himself. A year. Uh, I still think he's beat up, Josh. There was so many times. There was one time that he hobbled off the field, and uh, it, I was almost surprised that they put him back out there. To be honest, and I think that that almost tells you just the lack of the confidence lack of that they have in yes. well, and the lack of confidence that yeah. they have in the defense that he has to be out there. Like every possession is so important for this team. Because the defense is going to give up a touchdown. When's the last time Oklahoma didn't have to score in a game? Shit. I mean, like on a possession. What was the the Kansas State game a month ago? Probably. They, yeah. They haven't played a game this month in the month of November. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were a lot of times they didn't score against Baylor late. That's why they came back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was 66-31. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, they didn't have to score. They got out so big, but it was like it would have been like 66-21. Oh, it's it's just incredible. No, uh, he's it's been an unbelievable season. It's yeah, a, it's, he's he's been I mean, 
if you would have told me he was going to be half as good as Kyler, I would have signed up for it. I mean, uh, half as good as Baker, I would have signed up for it at the beginning of the year. He's been better. All right, I'm going to give straight you straight up been better. I'm going to give you my. He's not going to win it, but he deserves to be recognized. Braden Willis. He blocked a punt tonight. He did. I thought that was more play to game, but yeah, player, sure. He's on special and, teams a lot. And was one of the few guys that ran across to the Kansas sideline trying to actually break up the fight rather than getting into oh, it. God. He was literally pulling guys out. I Probably because Kerry he Cooks knew was that. the first person over there because he knew his guys are stupid. <laughs> he was wearing blue. They should have just let him stay on that sideline. Terry's <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm hanging out over here. This is. I think Lincoln was the second person. Yeah, he, Lincoln busted it pretty good over there. Well, probably because he knew that half of his team would get his at their ass whooped because they're so soft. He can't afford any more injuries. And be dumb, dumb enough to do something. All right, so let's uh, Heisman's coming up. Let's Kennedy Brooks, great game, but let's give it to Kyler Murray because as we're going to talk about in play of the game, he really did kind of stem the tide tonight when when they needed him most or they needed a play when they were getting kind of hung up in the red zone a little bit he was the guy that came through for him okay so that leads us now because we've been talking about it so much to this the game is over the stats are in now, it's time to grab a Coupe Works beer and raise a glass to our play of the game. All right, it's the uh, Coupe Works uh, play of the game. And I'm going to tell you, there's a new, uh, new beer on the town. I just tasted I was waiting for this moment to taste it. It's the uh, Grand Sport Porter that's out there now. It's dark, roasty, malty, splendid. I just had a taste. I am down. It's like a wow. That's a. It's like a lighter, kind of a lighter version of DNR, but it's got like a little coffee note in it, which I really enjoy. I like that a lot. Grand Sport is a robust porter marked by its finesse and distinct malt backbone, aromatic notes of chocolate. And roasted coffee complement a full-bodied mouthfeel derived from a healthy addition of oat flakes. Man, this is good stuff. Okay, cool hook'em. What was his wife wearing tonight? An okay, cool hook'em shirt. I'm in is she I'm insane? I'm in love with her. She's so petty. I'm in love with her. Is she insane I wearing might, that I around? Might, I might propose to her. I don't think I you love, can handle I her. I love. Oh no, she's. I bet she's insane. <laughs> I bet she is absolutely insane. I kind of like it. All right, uh, the Coupel Works play of the game. I want to remind you guys, Coupel Works Michelle. has been around for nine years uh, in Oklahoma City. Uh, great local brewery. Uh, they got seven year-round brews. Uh, they got several seasonals uh, like this uh, Grand Sport Porter, which is just fantastic. Uh, this might be at the top of my list now. Six percent alcohol, by the way, Eddie. That's not too shabby. Not bad. Uh, okay, so the play of the game. There's only two to pick from. Bob has said that this segment is bullshit, and there's only two to pick from since we got in here today. Yep, there's only two. That's it. The Braden Willis punt return, that's it? There's either the Braden Willis blocked or punt, block punt or Bolton recovered for touchdown or Murray's 75-yard run. 
I really thought Carson Myers' catch was going to be one of those. <laughs> he was, he almost had open. an unbelievable I know. catch. That catch would that would have been un, that would have been Sports Center top ten. Like it got tipped up. Do you remember that pass? It got tipped. It was a little floater oh, yeah. from Kyler. Yeah. It got tipped, and he still dove for it. It hit his hands, and then he kind of pushed it up in the air and almost caught it again. But he was getting tackled because because of a tipped ball, you can do whatever you want to the receiver. Not bad. Do you think he would have dedicated the catch to Bob afterward? Probably. Probably. He should have. He owes Bob a lot. Everything he owes to Bob. <laughs> In fact, Don Key told me after he <laughs> yeah, got, exactly. gave the award that if not for Bob, it definitely would have gone to Drew Samia only. If I never would have written that story back in August about this is Carson Meyer's time. Never would have been on the radar to anyone. Now we need to get Carson all tribal tattooed up like Drew Samia. It's too bad. Like that he if can't you play win defense. the if you win the Don Key, you have to be hard. <laughs> like erection hard? No, I knew you were gonna go there. <laughs> like prison hard. You, you get, know what? You gotta get hard. That's a good idea, Carrie. I think that Don Key award winners no, should get tatted up. No, instead of going through Benny Wiley's summer program, uh-huh. they should send every member of the defense to prison. <laughs> That would teach them discipline. Yeah. You could work on tackling all the time. So we're talking a scared straight program. Like a scared straight. Send yeah. them to a scared straight program. Absolutely. They could lift weights out in the yard. Yes, absolutely. They Yeah, you get lifting in anyways. <laughs> this works out perfectly. For it to really work, though, it's got to have a catchy name. You know, all these programs, scared straight. You know, I mean, there's got to be something. So. Why, don't, why doesn't Lincoln just, why don't we just let him hire a new defensive coordinator and staff? How about that? Instead of sending the players to prison. They can actually implement a I would ask system. The, I would ask the new defense coordinator if he'd be okay with that. And if he was, if he signed off on it, off they go. If he said, house. like, I want to do this, but the administration just won't let it happen, would that be? A, would that be, get your seal of approval? Either that or, I mean, worse comes to worse, you start chaining people to Headington. Like, kind of make Headington a prison. Those rooms are pretty small. I don't think that would work, though. I don't know. We'll have to workshop that idea. Anything anything be better than what they're doing right now. I, I don't mean, disagree. They're just... It, it, it's... Like I said, it's so comical that, in a way, they're going to have wasted two of the better quarterbacks to ever play the game of college football with basically nothing to show for it. Well, you know how it was after the game... Uh, your mentions, my mentions, Sooner Scoop mentions, I was looking at them all, and it was a cross-section of people that were mad. Uh, well, one guy was, he, he covered all the bases. He was mad that Lincoln Riley didn't fire him after the Rose Bowl. He was mad that Lincoln Riley uh, fired him in the middle of the season, uh, and he's mad that he's still not here coaching this defense because that was the only shot that they had. It's like, I don't know what argument you're taking. Yeah. It's just that everything that Lincoln Riley did in regards to Mike Stoops was wrong. Oh, there was there were several th- guys that came at me on Twitter. I was like, why don't you just say I'm pissed off and nothing's going to please me right now, and it'll save us all a lot of trouble. Well, like, and that was the thing. Like People were like, you need to take Lincoln Riley to task on this defense. I'm like, what do you want me to do? He already fired the defensive coordinator. He's going to hire somebody new. He's got to, or we're all going to take him to task. Because what they're doing now is a shit show, 
and it's getting worse. So, like, what am I going to take him to task over? Well, that's just I, and I get he it. He knows I, they're not any good. He admitted I, that they're if not I good. I've been drinking tonight. all day and spent a shit ton yeah. of money to come down here and bring my family. I'd be the same exact way. People are pissed off, and they should be, deservedly so. What they put out there tonight should never happen. Do you really think when you get a family that you're going to be able to come down and get shit-faced at OU games and then go home and tweet people? I mean, I hope my life gets that pathetic, but it'd be fun. <laughs> it would be fun. I'm just saying, when you have a wife and kids, they're not going to let you come down, down to OU games and get shit-faced with the kids. Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> it just... I. They're at a point of no return, obviously, but I don't think that anybody in their wildest imagination would have thought it, it, it would get to this level for a program like Oklahoma. It, I mean, that was tonight was rock bottom. I'm sorry. That was, that was worse than anything that happened against Texas. That was worse than anything that happened against Tech. I think that, I think that shit show tonight was worse than the Tavon Austin game. I think it was worse than the Baylor game. I think it was worse than maybe the Mahomes game. Like, at least Mahomes is an NFL player, a great NFL player at that. They just gave up 40 to Kansas. Yeah. Puka Williams. To a dead program. Yeah. I was going to say, quick question. Name me Kansas' quarterback. I, I have no idea. Just know it. I couldn't, I couldn't I name know. you one single <laughs> player off Kansas. Is it Randolph? Team. I'm just guessing. I think it's, it's Bender. Peyton, I don't Peyton know Bender. his first name. I don't know his Peyton first name. Peyton Bender. Peyton Bender. They just put up 40. They basically won tonight. That's what, what did you tweet out that you can't believe you're watching the third game that OU oh, lost, lost at home? Oh, lost three home games, and they just happened to outscore the opponent in every game. Yep. Eddie, you know, it's kind of ruining your old joke that the team who scores most is going to win. You yeah. It's just killing your own material. Well, look. This team's f***ing me. This team is absolutely <laughs> screwing me over. Hey, you're preaching the choir, dude. I'm here. I'm still pissed off about it. I this. Yeah, let's clear this up, this Josh. Talk. Josh, jo we jokingly said, what, "Hey, Josh, we'll what was see the you. what was the point that you you decided like, okay, I have to do screw this. it. I have to do this." I think in the it was in the fourth, like when it after the punt, you're like, oh, "Okay, here it goes. OU's going to separate." I even tweeted, "I was like, OU's going to make this look prettier than it ever was." And I get people like, oh, it's four quarters. You know, this counts just the same, blah, blah, blah. And then Kansas goes down and scored, I think, twice more from there. And you're like, F okay, we can't just let this be. This is, gonna, this is gonna have to be a real thing. I'm gonna have to take part in this because everybody's gonna listen to this damn pod because they wanna hear us yell and rant. And that's the thing. After the punt return or after the block punt and they score, defense runs out there. You think, okay, they have a little bit of momentum. They're gonna show some. Have, they're gonna show a, something. Do you have the playbook, Bob? Always. What were the? How many plays did it take them to score? And what was the average of the plays? Because I felt like Kansas just marched right down the goddamn field, like, and there was no <laughs> resistance whatsoever. <laughs> Five plays, seventy-five yards, two twenty-seven, and a two-point conversion. That's they the two first, of those tonight. That's Christ. the first drive after the blocked punt. Like that's. We're not talking about Kansas State. We're not talking about, I mean, uh, Texas Tech. We're not talking about Oklahoma State. We're not talking about good a good offense. They came into tonight ranked 115th in scoring offense. And they put up 40. And they put up 40 on you. Like, I, at some point, this has nothing to do with them playing at Oklahoma. This has something to do with, like, having a pride about, like, what you're doing out there. 
Like, how, how can you walk around campus and walk into class on Monday knowing you gave up 40 to Kansas? I, 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 it just it blows my mind that they're okay with that. Like, are they okay with that? Because tonight it seemed like they were. Let's DM, let's DM all of them. Robert Barnes like, what's actually your said it. What's your, what's your, what's your malfunction? Barnes actually did say it. Like, it's a win, but when we're in the locker room, it doesn't feel like it. That's not how I want to play defense. That's not how my teammates want to play defense. Then change then it. change it. But they have, there's no accountability. No, and there's, you're right. And there's no leadership. Like, yeah, you know, and I, I, I really hate to point them out, but we should have known that this defense was in trouble when they named a guy like Kenneth Mann a captain. Like, has Kenneth Mann done anything this year? Outside of the interception against Army. As bad as he Army, was last year, the leap from guy that couldn't line up right to team captain was too big of a jump. I yeah, would uh, totally He doesn't agree have a sack. That. How does he not have a sack this year? How many guys do have a sack? They don't sack anybody. No, they, they don't didn't, get any they pressure on the quarterback. Tonight. They don't turn the ball over. Gallimore might be the only loss. person. And Bolton might have some from some blitzing. The only time that they force a punt is when the team has to punt because it's like fourth and four from like their own 25. They never get in a third and long. Kansas picked up at like a third and 16 tonight. It was third early. and 12. Was it? it was yeah. third and 12. Entree, Entree Brown. And I, I, I swear to God, I almost turned to Dylan Buckingham and said, if they pick this up, I'm getting my shit and leaving. <laughs> and I didn't say it. And then I told him after, I was like, Dylan, I'm, I got to be honest. I was going to tell you that I was about to leave if they picked this up. I'm glad I didn't. But, it, I mean, it just, like, I don't know. I, I thought... Jason Kersey's uh, column on on the athletic, I thought he put it perfectly. The Fido thing mm-hmm. is a motivational quote that you would see in a poster in Walmart. It's accessory. It's an accessory. So it's it's, it's, no, it's accessories a, are what those posters. It, are it's called. almost like a oh okay. Yeah. It, it was almost like a it's a, it's like a distraction to stay away from. Maybe we're just not any good. Yeah. Because if you have to keep fidoing all the time, well, and if you're forgetting it, how are you learning from it? <laughs> maybe they should learn. Maybe they should remember it yeah. and learn from it. So you could kind of see this coming after talking with Curtis Bolton Tuesday, because he's the one who could. You figure he's the one that when it gets into the locker room, he says this shit's got to stop right now, and he took a back seat because that it's not my place to do that. If it's not a redshirt senior's place. To get in the ass of some of his teammates, then who the hell is going going to do it? Yeah, I mean, I Curtis, I mean Kenneth Murray is a sophomore. He probably wants to be liked. Seniors, you know, seniors are more likely to be like, "Look, this is how it goes. It's not about being liked. It's about being listened to." Well, this is my last shot at it. Mm, I, yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna screw around about this. And guys, do you know what a shit show this is? Bob just dropped an ass in the middle of podcast. Oh, he's he's been cursing, and I keep track of all the cursing. I I'm just saying, not the you F know word. It's bad when Bob is, I'm bringing that one out. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm ready for the F bomb, Bob. Like I'm ready. You save it for the right time, but I'm ready when you're ready. I'm thinking at 4 a.m. in a you know West Virginia hotel. West Virginia hotel. <laughs> after they've just gotten manhandled by Virginia but by I'm, West Virginia. I'm expecting it, so I don't know if. It's- gonna happen if, say, if i'm not there for it bob i want it really i want like 12 views on it i want it to be a really long like just like a really prolonged beep for for carrie to have to put in there again that's, that's what i want again our scripted segments have been terrible for the last few weeks not not because they're we're bad 
but it's just been when they've str- the team has struggled as much as they have. It's hard to it's really hard to kind of come up with things, but um, I don't have a I would clue say, on this one. Coming, I would say out. it's either all bad or all good here. Whose stock is up and whose stock is down? It's time for the AMC Mortgage Stock Report. If you're on the move, check in with AMC Mortgage for all your home loan needs. All right, it's time for the AMC Mortgage. uh, Well, Kyle Kyle McCord from AMC Mortgage Stock Report. Uh, This is where we kind of go through the roster and talk about it was easier during the season. Um, although I think there's some mainstays that maybe we could talk about here. Uh, but I want to tell you guys about Kyle McCord from uh, AMC Mortgage, NMLS number 1256166, an equal housing opportunity lender. Uh, Kyle is a good friend of mine. He's done loans for a lot of my on-air colleagues. Uh, and he and his team have been originating loans in Oklahoma uh, for over 16 years. He's a lifelong Sooner fan, season ticket holder, and alumnus of OU, and uh, his contact info, 405-623-3802. It's 405-623-3802. If you're thinking about a home mortgage, uh, they handle all kinds of stuff. Uh, Kyle does at AMC, uh, conventional, FHA, VA, and jumbo financing, specialized in first-time home buyers and loans requiring down payment assistance. So give Kyle, Kyle McCord uh, with AMC Mortgage a call, 405-623-3802. Okay, I'll do this. Uh, stock down. We talked about it earlier. CD Lamb. Couple a uh, couple drops. You know, not maybe tech that they weren't maybe call drops, but balls that Lamb catches, and one of them was definitely for a touchdown. And th- it's been kind of weird because he's been getting the the ball thrown to him at times where he just doesn't have any room to operate, like right up against the sideline, and he gets his feet in and he can't he, turn it, and, and he can't juke and get the guy out of the way. So. I, don't, I think the, I think they have to look at the offense a little bit with him and see how can we get him more involved because I don't think there's any problem getting him the ball or him catching the ball. It's just they just haven't had him as involved as I'd like to see him. So yeah. maybe not his fault for stock down, but his stock is down. Sometimes I feel like that's Kyler's fault. I feel like yeah. the, the throws are a little late, and I guess if the, if there's anything you can criticize Kyler about and his play, he kind of puts his receivers in bad spots. You notice, like, uh, uh, when Calcaterra caught that pass over the middle, like, he hesitated after he caught it. Well, I would, too, if I'd been yeah. murdered, he, like, three he, times he over the middle He was probably wondering who's going to kick my ass after I and catch this. And then he remembered, he's like, oh, f- it's Kansas. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, though, he tried to put a move on a guy, and it was so awkward. It was like he he just lost his mojo. Yeah. No, I, I mean, stock down, I'd go... Anybody that was associated with the defensive side of the football tonight. Agreed. Defense. Fair. I'm talking players, As a whole. coaches, coaches scout team players on the offense. You obviously <laughs> didn't get them ready. I've got to stock up on defense. Oh, God. Neville Gallimore. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah. Because he Congratulations. Didn't play. Stock up. He clearly is a better player than we all realized. He got lucky tonight. Uh, um, I, I thought it was interesting, too, that Robert Barnes talking about we, we practice well. It just on Saturdays doesn't come. I mean, I bull is that denial? What is their version of practicing well? Yeah, I don't think they know. Like we said, they they, they lack don't leadership. Know. They don't know what don't practicing know. hard is or yeah, well. That, that's a very good point. Well, when was the last time anybody on this defense was part of a relevant defense? Yeah, it's been a long and time. And that's what that's what I said last week. They don't know what good defense is. That's what I said last um, week. As far as it has become commonplace 
but we won has become commonplace, and now they're being punished for it severely. Like they well, that's got the problem. So they didn't get punished last week by the committee. No, and and not necessarily punished in that things haven't changed, but just as far as I mean. They've given up 40 in the last three games. Mm-hmm. It's the first time in school history. Is that, isn't that what the ticker said? It's tied. a tied. I can't imagine what shit show that defense was. <laughs> I bet the coach isn't around, though. I, say, I bet it, his first name might have been John or Howard. Yeah, for sure. You know how bad it is. One's an alcoholic and the other's out of football. You think A.D. Miller's a good receiver yeah, when you go up true. against this defense? Yeah, it's like everybody's like, A.D. AD Miller's having a great camp. We talked about that. We talked about that back when, thinking like maybe that's what this is. Yeah, he hasn't suited up for he hasn't three weeks. Suited up now, a month. How about a legit? How about stock up for Kennedy Brooks? I mean, he, yeah, we he keep doing it, excel. but we have to keep recognizing yeah, him. Absolutely, he, he really to should have had two hundred yards rushing tonight. Uh, I stock up. I thought I thought Cody Ford had another phenomenal game, and it, maybe mm-hmm. it was because he pulled on that Kennedy Brooks touchdown, except for the penalty. So great. If you go back and that look was at coming, it, though. That was, penalty was, was that coming. a flop? Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was. Yes. It was. But Kansas he, was trying everything that they could, I yeah. felt like, to like to get calls, to get blocks. Uh the one that one long run, the missed uh hold call on uh Curtis, Curtis Bolton. Bolton. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. That was really bad. Uh, the crowd was losing their stock down, big twelve refs. Does it get a fair. lot lower though? I mean, like, isn't there at some point like it just it, it is where it is? For who? Oh, the Big For, 12 refs? Big 12 refs. Like, their yeah, stock is just, like, it can't bottom out a whole lot more. It's penny stock. They're awful. I'm going to say stock down, and this one, Josh is going to get nervous about this. I'm going to say stock down on the fans who boo the defense. I think it's, 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 it is good in a way because it lets Lincoln Riley know, hey, this is becoming a bigger and bigger thing. Yeah, they've got booed in back-to-back weeks, by the way. But at the same time, it's like, it's just like that guy that wants to get all incensed because he wants Lincoln Riley to do something. Well, he's done something. Like, this is not... In the, yes, it would be better if Lincoln Riley came out and said, look, this is not our finished product. You know, we got rid of our coordinator. We've got some, some things to fix. And that won't happen until the offseason. But he's not going to do that. Go stock, stock down, Buki. Uh, I just... I'm kind of done with him for this season. Ooh. I, I think there's just, I no, think there's people that thought that like Lincoln was going to instill this defense or Ruffin and McNeil was going to instill a defense that all of a sudden they just flipped a script and they can stop people now. There has never I mean here's the thing how I feel about Buki though there has never been a player that has been that hyped up by the coaching staff I know and fallen so far and he just it's the fact maybe just all def- all the DBs they just keep talking just stop please. For it's one game, in the you look though. like a bunch of assholes out there. Yeah, you do. Like, how do they not see that? How do they not think that that's embarrassing? Talk and about I put that. a little bit of blame on this, right squarely on the head coach. Like, he needs to step in and say something. And I don't think he will. But you, you know what? To- Everybody says like, "Oh, he reminds me of Bob Stoops." I said, "No, he doesn't." Tonight, he reminded me more of Bob Stoops than he ever has because yeah. he actually. Seemed a little pissed off in the post game press when he was talking about. Well, he has to be. I mean, that was embarrassing. Yeah, anybody associated with the program has to be embarrassed by the uh, by the way that they played tonight. It was almost like I felt like, oh, Lincoln's figuring out why it was that sometimes Bob came to the podium and seemed like an asshole. I would because he wanted to send a message. 
Because sometimes when you talk to the kids... I would have sacrificed the scout team player in front of the team. <laughs> like, stabbed him? Maybe shot him. Just, like, cut out his Achilles, at least? Sacrifice his career. What Jackie Sherrill do? He castrated a... Uh, a bull. A yeah. bull. For A&M. Maybe they need to do that this week. That pretty much got him fired. Castrate a... And that was 30 years ago. 40 years ago, maybe. Bring in a trashy West Virginia whore. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> got coal dust still in her hair. <laughs> coal all over her face. Let's <laughs> see where people... Never mind. Mm-mm. Yeah. Ne- never mind. Okay, so uh, stock up Braden Willis. Yeah. yeah. He blocked a punt against Kansas. Look, I mean, that's not... There you go. That's all it takes. This day, these days, yeah, we should have we should have we should have higher there. standards than that. We should, like, as a podcast, we, we should, should have higher standards. But uh, other than the superstars that we have to give stock up to all right. the time, We're who else are we got to do that? To? Game eleven, you got to try to find guys now. A a legit stock down um, on defense. Like I know we kind of kind of everybody. Kenneth Mann, he had a bad night. He's had a bad he, year. Yeah, he it, was very good as a rotational player last year. Mm-mm. He has not been good as a starter. Nope, nope, he hasn't. It's it's, it's been a tough year. They just they have they, again. They have no leadership. They have nobody that holds people accountable. They have nobody on the defensive side of the ball that can stand up and say, "Come follow me." They have they have you're nothing, do, or you're doing it wrong, or you're do it or this you're way. doing it yeah. wrong. They have none of that. Like they should have, and they don't. They should have a veteran. Guy in the secondary that could go to Buki and say, "Look, I understand where you come from. That this is the way that you know things happen. But guess what? You're in college now. You're not in high school. This isn't the Deion Sanders show. Like there are there. You are, know why Deion Sanders could get away with it? Because he was more talented than everybody. Else he was awesome. He was yeah. the man. He was good. It's why Kyler Murray can get away with you know yep. being all swaggy. Absolutely, because he backs it up." It just I, I think everybody's at the point. Fans, shit, even media, just kind of sick of it. They they carry themselves like you would think if you watch the way that they play on the field, you would think this team has a top ten defense. Yeah. yeah. And then they start playing and they give up six hundred goddamn yards. I've compared like it's, it. It's just it, it it's actually offensive to me to watch it. I mean, I you compare it funny? to like what Miami was like in the eighties. And they would get all these penalties and all this stuff and make it so much harder on themselves. But they were so goddamn good, they beat everybody's heads in. Yeah, it's like, oh, you got a 15-yard penalty? That's okay. You're going to get a 15-yard loss right here. Yeah. This team couldn't have a wet dream about a 15-yard penalty. No. Or, I mean, a 15-yard loss. No. Guys, it, it really is, though. It's still the same thing. Was, uh, you know, what, Texas Tech, they got to dr- stop in the opening drive. They got to stop against Oklahoma State in the opening drive, if I remember, re- ugh, if I remember right. And the same deal tonight. As soon as the first, the first time they give up points, it's like they just go into shell shock. Like, all of a sudden, oh, well, here we go again. And then it's just off the races. Like, they, all of a sudden, they just never get their feet under them again. Which tonight was the Brooks fumble, because they never saw yep. that coming. They thought it was going to be 7 nothing, and all of a sudden, boom, wait a minute. The offense didn't score, 
oh shit, what the hell are we are we gonna do about this? And that's pathetic because Kansas, what they drive that that was like a ninety something yard drive, a long drive. Yes, it's like there was. There's been so many times in OU football history where a guy fumbles. It's like okay, it's all right. They're gonna back him up. They're gonna get the ball about the fifty. Uh, they'll go back in and score. Everything will be all right. Ninety three. Ninety three. Giving up 300 yards is one thing. Giving up a 93-yard drive to Kansas, that's that's borderline. That's borderline everybody should look in the mirror and honestly ask themselves if they want to continue playing football. Look, the, the Kansas game is over. It was, it was a terrible performance. Uh, they have to now move on in a short week and play West Virginia. If any lessons are going to be learned by this team, I don't think it's because of what happened in Kansas. I think it's ha- going to have to be getting their heads kicked in at West Virginia. So, I just think that this team, you know, they've been it's that, and that's the thing about this defense too. It's like they've never had to learn that because they've always been carried by Baker Mayfield and now Kyler Murray. How much like, more? There haven't been a lot. There hasn't been a lot of tough lessons learned. No, how much more by can anyone their heads on this be kicked in? But what I'm saying is, until you lose, that's Who says really lose. Well, Kyler Murray. No, I'm saying if they were losing and they didn't have Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield and they were losing consistently because their defense sucked, then maybe it would it kick in. But they keep like when Lincoln said that last week, he's just reinforcing that behavior. Yeah, that we can do whatever we want because we keep winning. That's and that's what I keep saying is they they got away with so much over the last three four years that they were never they never had to face the fact that. Maybe we should make a change defensively. Maybe we should look in the mirror and get some guys that have some balls that want to play. Yeah. Like, guys, that, that's never this. happened. We've talked about this for years, guys. Oklahoma would never, even when there was a change that was so blatantly obviously needed, even just down to, okay, that guy's not as good as his backup. That guy should be starting over that guy. And it, nothing would happen until OU lost a game. And yeah. then they're like, oh, well, okay, now we're going to make these changes that everybody had talked about for months. Well, and now, then all of a sudden it was it was time to do it. Why did you have to like? Why did you have to die on the sword before you were willing to make an obvious move? Honestly, I think it's because they were stubborn. I think it's stubborn. It has a little bit to do with it. I think that Bob never wanted to admit that they had a problem. Obviously, because his brother was the defense coordinator, but mostly because he had a bigger hand in it than anybody. He was the head coach. Yeah. He was the architect of the whole thing. And, Carrie, I know you've talked about that before. It's like they never wanted to admit that they had a problem. They needed to get uh, somebody needed to sit them down. But their problem was. And in- I joked about it in the pregame, in the, uh, in the uh, staff picks, but, or in, my, in the Friday thing, they needed an intervention. They needed somebody to yeah. sit them down and say, this shit isn't working. The problem, though, with Bob but was... But they kept winning. The, yeah, the problem with Bob was that it was a recruiting issue. Yeah. Now they're getting the recruits, but they're having a performance issue. Well, they need... I mean, whoever takes over defense coordinator-wise, he has to come in the first day and basically lay out the lines like... he's got. It's got to be kind of like you, a, Unless you're going to kill somebody, get out of the room. It's got to be a like, remember the you, Titans type thing. Yeah, you, you have to come in and, and not be afraid... That half your team's gonna quit, and you, know you got to lay down the law. Maybe that that would be the best thing that could happen. Is you half your, the team could quit. You got to know your scheme identity. It's just so what you're doing. You got to recruit so confu- to the scheme, exactly. the identity. So confusing. What the hell? And the they, like I said, guy. they've tried to piece together a defense out of different schemes for years now. 
and this has led them to where they are. And you could maybe get away with it in some conferences, but, I mean, as we know, you do it in this conference, you're going to get exposed, and it's going to be ugly, and it could get uglier in Morgantown on Friday. And guess what? Iowa State's a pretty good example. They're they're not recruiting really highly rated guys, but their defense is still playing well. Uh, okay. They know who they are. Yeah. They've got a home base. No OU's just like a mutt. It just, there's no yeah. idea. There's no identity. Uh, so, okay, so OU's moving on. It's West Virginia. There's no uh, movie trailer that's going to get them to play better that they make and put out on social media. Uh, it is time to move on. It's, it's Lincoln Riley and his staff are charged with getting this team ready to play, and I asked him uh, at the press conference how important is this to your team, to your players, what do they have to give you in order to make this jump that you've been talking about? Oh, I mean, it, it, it takes a team. You know, it takes, it, of course, individual players are going to have to go handle their responsibilities and play the way they need to play. Your leaders are going to have to step up. But to win tough road games like this against a good team and in, in, in what will be a really good environment, it, it takes everybody. Uh, you, not one guy can do it. Not one side can do it. Uh, your leaders can't just do it by themselves. It's going to truly take the village. And uh, that's what we've always appreciated and loved about playing on the road. And uh, so it's a perfect position. I mean, it's, I told the guys in the locker, that's how it should be for us. You know, go and play on the road um, in a game that's going to mean so much. I mean, that's, we wouldn't want it any other way. And after all this talk, after all this bitching and moaning, this is still a team that's not out of the realm of possibility for them to win West Virginia. Do I think it's going to happen? I, right now, I'd say I think they probably finally meet their match. But There's just so much going into that game that it, it just seems like a game that they're going to lose. Like the 20-game road win streak, uh, playing with fire all season and never really getting burned outside of the Texas game. Uh, I don't know. It'd be interesting. It's going to be a fun week. It's going to be a short week, but it's going to be a fun week. I always enjoy the trip to Morgantown, and uh, you know, I, I don't even know if I, I should say this, but playing out uh, when I was walking out of the uh, facility after the postgame show, I don't know if the music was just coming from uh, the equipment room or if it was coming from the locker room. I couldn't tell, but... Country Roads? John Denver Country Roads was blaring. Hmm. Interesting. So from inside I, the facility. From inside the facility. So I don't know if it was coming from the locker room. I think it was just coming from that equipment room there, yeah. uh, right off the red room. But was it a Baker's version? Uh, no, it was. Thank God. Only John Denver who met his match Rest in an in airplane. Peace. Yes, he did. Who would you rather get in an airplane with, Buddy Holly or John Denver? We'll discuss on the unofficial forty next week. Bob, any final thoughts before you get out of here? Before we all no, get out of here, let's thank God. get the hell out of here. Lincoln Riley did record his show tonight, so I guess we recorded ours as well. So, Josh, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it, man. I know uh, the, that wasn't the plan. I know we won't have to worry about you next week. Yeah, guys, I want you to know I'll be up in about three hours with my little girls. So, you know, you guys enjoy your sleep uh, tomorrow morning or yeah. this morning. Best, I got the best uh, basketball game. What time is the basketball game, Bob? Okay, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, you weren't there, Bob. I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> The big Wofford game. See, having sex isn't all as cracked up to be sometimes, is it? <laughs> Truth. <laughs> all right. Uh, strings. Thank you uh, to everybody for listening. Thank to Eskridge. Thanks to Eskridge Lexus. Uh, we'll see you guys uh, back here after West Virginia. We'll be on the road, but still giving you a podcast right here on the Eskridge Lexus post game podcast from SoonersGroup.com.